the most unorthodox show on the globe. And I'm one of your hosts, Myra B. King. And this is Desi Des. And it's your boy Mojo in the building. We got a special guest with us today. I appreciate this brother coming through. Uh, go ahead and let him know. I can run through your list of candidacies and all of this stuff and everything you're doing with your businesses offline, raising the babies, giving every, even the males and the females, I heard, the youth guidance and trying to help them out. Let the people know who you are. I am Dr. Anton Tucker, better known as Tony X. I'm appreciative. I appreciate being on your platform. Thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to be here with you, brothers and sisters. Absolutely. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. For those who don't know, can you let the people know who Tony X is? Like, how did you come to be Tony X? Well, um, born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, as an adult, I lived in the Bronx, uh, New York City. I did six years in the federal penitentiary. Uh, Beat the federal government acting as my own attorney, pro se, bringing myself home, shortening my sentence. And since then, I've started to invest in small businesses. And from leaving the life of being a gangster to getting into being an entrepreneur. And now uh, I'm on my second political race. Last year, I ran as a congressman. This year, I'm running for the for United States Senate. Okay. And you said you said you did six years. Six years in the federal penitentiary. Yes, ma'am. Is that where you is that where your mind started to turn to where it's like I have to do something different? I have to get involved with this. I have to enlighten myself and educate myself in, in different areas. When I when I when I first got incarcerated, my grandmother told me, um, I want you to be a minister because when you speak, people listen. She said, I'm going to start sending you work from an online school. I'll start mailing it to you. You just fill everything out. Just do all the work that you can and just send everything back to me. And then we're going to continue to you know, get you your education. So I got my master's and then after that, I went for my doctorate and learning, um, learning about uh, religion and re different religious sects and dogmas. You learn about history. So once I started to actually learn history, human history, I understood where we were going as a nation and how important it would be eventually for me to have to stand up and do something about what was currently going on. Yeah, that's Beautiful. a fact. Beautiful. Yeah, that's a fact. I mean, to come out and do what you did, though, to have the mindset to go and, you know, want to do entrepreneurship stuff type of things, you know, invest in businesses and stuff like that and start your own business. And even knowing, recognizing, like you said, with the help of your grandmother telling you that you got a voice. At what point in time was it that it clicked in your mind? Like, you know what? It's working out. I need to pursue this. Like, I know it's, I know it's working. I need to get into this more. All right. So when I first came home from prison, I was still rapping. They was playing my music on the radio in New York City. I was on Love and Hip Hop. Um, so I wasn't doing any activist work yet. You know, uh, the universe, the creator kept calling on me, telling me to wake up. And I, I just kept refusing it. I kept making excuses. And then after a while of being, you know, after years of being in the club, hearing the same records two, three times a night, because you, when, you're, when you're a rapper, you're doing appearances, you're going from one club to the next. You're there for an hour here, an hour there, an hour there. You're basically hearing the same music over and over again. And then I started to watch just how the brothers were competing uh, with each other in these clubs, spending thousands and thousands of uh, dollars on bottles that they weren't drinking all, you know, that they were basically squandering their money. And I knew what it took to get the money that they had. So you're, you're putting your life in danger. You have to constantly be aware of law enforcement because 
you're doing felonious things. You have to worry about these people trying to lock you up. You also have to worry about jealous brothers and sisters who are engaged in the street life that act that want to harm you, possibly rob you, or maybe even kill you to take over, you know, the area that you may have. So you're putting a lot on the line in order to come into a club and this venue that you don't own, that you got to get pat down before you get in here, that you have to have a certain amount of money on you to be allowed to come in here. So all of these requirements that they're putting on you to get in there and you're taking all these risks in, in order to be in these places, I started to become sick. I started to become agitated. Um, I stopped enjoying going into the clubs and being there because I just kept saying to myself, if I can get three of these brothers, four of these brothers to come together and just take this money one time, we could own so many corner stores in the community. It's ridiculous, you know? And then uh, to fast forward, and I'm gonna get back to it. I seen on Instagram in New York, brothers opened up a, a, a corner store, a, you know, a bodega. And it was viral on Instagram, you know, because this is something that black men did. And I'm just sitting there like, this shit shouldn't be viral. Excuse my language. I'm like, this shouldn't be viral. This should be the norm. You understand? Like, this should be something that we are continuously doing. But I'm glad it's celebrated, but this shouldn't be going viral. This should be something that's just done. You, you understand? So, you know, going back, Finally, I got a, you know, I kept hearing the creator call on me. Like, you know, you were born to do something special. You were born. And I just kept ignoring it, kept ignoring it. And one day it just finally hit me in my chest. And it was like, all right, the Illuminati is real. You know what's real. You've seen both sides of the coin. You know what's going on. You know these brothers are celebrating their own demise. You know these sisters are squandering their time. You know they're infiltrating your community through the women. You know that they're keeping the whole population, all of human population, malnutrition and uh misled uneducated you have to do something you have to do something like you can't be this guy that's willing to fight everybody you can't be this guy that's willing to go out and you know protect all of these rappers and and because i used to do homeboy security too so you can't be this guy and then not do it for the people that need you the most which are the people who don't really know what's going on so i answered i answered god and i said all right i'm gonna do it now you when know, you, why do you why do you believe um the brothers haven't came together and started investing in with one another to basically take over the black community. Cause I mean, it's a lack of education King, simple mm -hmm. and plain. Look, when you don't have educate, when you don't have an education, you don't have, you don't have affirmment. You don't have the ability to ascertain reasoning. So it's, it's, it's almost, you're almost dealing with the single parent that raised you and she always dealt with emotions, right? Whenever something came up and it was something that needed to be addressed, it would be, I don't need to deal with this right now. So these emotions, males started to take on. And then, and then we started to come at each other through an emotional phase instead of sitting there and using our deductive reasoning skills. We're supposed to be able to use our reasoning as females are supposed to be more emotional. So without an education, you're not gonna have the ability to use problem solving skills. And, and 98% of us are, like you said, lack of education then for us to select, for us the millionaires and you got a couple billionaires out there. Like when you look at the black community, like what, you know, our sisters, we get uh, beauty supply shops and nail store. Like most of those are ran by different people from different ethnicities. Yeah. And we so have, like, why we haven't took over at least. You know, don't. Hey, it's your boy Desi Des. And it's your boy Mojo. And if you like what you are seeing so far, make sure you, you like, like comment, and subscribe to the page. Please. And if all else fails and you like what you're talking about, so as this merch wise, baby, hit us up.
You know what I'm saying? Check us out on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook at Twisted Youngins with a Z. You know what I'm talking about? Make sure you give us an email mm-hmm. at twistedyoungins at gmail.com for all promotions. Where is it at? At twistedyoungins at gmail.com? Yes, sir, with a Z. And also, if y'all don't like what you see right now as far as merch-wise, we yeah. got more merch, and we also do your yeah, merch. Do your merch, Send too. Us in a we couple support designs. everybody. Yeah, and we do promotional packages, interviews, videos, articles, whatever you guys need, man. Just Thank make you. sure you hit us up. Holla at you, baby. When it comes to beauty salons, I have uh, I have a quiet, small ownership in in one in Brooklyn, right? And when it comes to beauty salons, what happens is is that Koreans, and this is no disrespect to any Asians, but this is just a matter of fact, Koreans own the market on here, and they'll have the prices relatively low for other Korean vendors, but they'll raise the prices very high for African American females that are trying to get into this into into this business. And then there are places. You can go to India. I have a, a, a female um, ex of mine. She traveled to India. She actually started her own hair business because she went to the source. A lot of us are trying to deal with middlemen instead of actually getting to the source mm-hmm. and getting to, you know, this gets back to me when I was in a game. I didn't want to deal with a middleman. You know, when I, when I when I was in the game, I went to Mexico. You know, I went to Mexico. I met with Mexicans. I had guns on me. I had a hood over my head. But I did all of this because I was willing to die to feed my family. So now if we can take this mindset and put it into our communities, we will stop dealing with these middlemen who's going to always try to get over on us, who's always going to try to get an extra edge on us. And we get to the source, then we would actually have more ownership of a lot of things. When you have a corner store, you don't have to you don't have to buy all of the Pepsi that's stocked in the refrigerator. You can contact them and they will come in and give you consignment. They will stock your shelves for you. Why wise chips will come stock your shelves for you? The shelves don't have to be empty. They will come and provide all of these things for you. And then if you're smart enough, you'll go to Costco's. You'll start buying a lot of things in bulk. You'll start putting all of these things together, you know, in your you know, in your store and on your shelves, and you don't have any issues. If you're owning a hair supply store, um, it's okay to go on uh, Amazon and try to buy things in bulk, whether it's combs or whatever the case may be, contact the vendor, the contact the vendor. Don't go through Amazon and just order through Amazon. The vendor's address and number will be there for you. You contact them and give them a deal that they can't refuse. Hey, listen, you're selling them for these amounts of money or whatever the case may be. I need to buy a hundred of these. And this is what I'm willing to pay for. More than likely they're gonna do it because even if they're seeing a small edge in profit, they still have somebody that they know they can continuously do business with. So we have to start having that mindset where uh, a sister came to me and she wanted me to get into a, a business. I can't say what it is because I'm still actually thinking about getting into the business with her. And she wanted me to talk to a middleman about the business. And I said, I would talk to him to learn his selling techniques, but I'm not going to buy anything from him. I'm going to get the manufacturer's name that's actually manufacturing this product and I'm gonna contact them personally. Then if I gotta fly to Japan to go get in contact with this person, I'm willing to to, to do that because I wanna have clear ownership. We have to understand that there's a difference between an owner and a renter. We are so used to renting things, we don't really realize that if you have a store and you're going to a middleman to get your hair and you're putting, you're, you're just renting. You're not really an owner. When you go to the source, when you go to India, the little girls in India, they cut their hair off for free. They give their hair away for free. Like you can go to India and go to these temples that have this hair and you can give them pennies to the dollar for the hair. And you can have a, a religious source 
of hair coming in, you could be selling inside of your shop. But we don't take the initiative and we need to start. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. sad, man. Now nah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask you about religion. When you said you studied different religions, uh, what are uh, some religions that grasp you, that grasp you that made you want to indulge deeper? And I've studied the religions. I have mastered 150 different religions. I speak Arabic, I speak Latin, and I speak English. Um, no religion actually grabbed me. I, I, when I was young, I was I practiced Islam. And before that, I practiced Christianity. And as I learned other religions, I learned that pretty much everybody is saying the same thing. They're just arguing because they're not using the same language. So I kind of removed myself from having uh, a, a, a direct link with one particular religion. And I just became very spiritual in my approach, you know, whereas I don't want to say something that could possibly offend you because a lot of people take their religion and they use it as a way to, to, to attack other people. Well, you don't believe what I believe you're going to hell. You know, if, if you don't believe this, then you're going to hell. If you don't believe this, then you can't be around me. And I just think that what it does is it closes the door to people to want to even belong to that religion or even want to study it or learn anything about it. Whereas I come from a point where I believe what you say. I don't have to believe everything that you say, but I believe that you believe in what you say. And I want your soul to have peace. You know, I want your soul to reach paradise. I want the best for you because no matter what, Every religion you study, what you're going to learn is that you're going to be judged based on the contingency of your actions and how pure your heart is. So the best way for me to move forward in that is just keep a pure heart. So whatever it is that you believe, I believe in it for you. I love you because of it. And I don't want anything that I may know of to hinder you from having any kind of beliefs whatsoever, because at the end of the day, you're going to be judged and you will be judged on your actions and how pure your heart is. Yeah, and so I mean, you believe in like God and Jesus. See, this is no, 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 no. I'm just asking. I'm just trying to fill fill the room. I'm no, gonna just, say, no, I'm gonna give you the answer. I'm, I'm gonna give you the answer that I give everybody. Okay, I'm just filling the room. I'm just just to say. Right, I'm gonna give you the answer I give everybody. What I believe is of no consequence. What I believe it doesn't do anything for your soul and for your spirit. For everybody out there. You may call him Jesus. Some people may call him Horus. Some people may call him Haru. Some people may call him Yahweh. Some people may call him Yahshua. So there's, I, I can't tell you what I will believe in when someone else may believe in another name, but it's the same story. So because of that, what I believe has of no consequence. You know, it has it's no common, consequence. Right, because it's just language. Like language, it's they said. This is where it becomes complicated because some people refuse to hear Yahweh. Some people refuses to hear Yahshua. But the letter J didn't exist until 1500 years right. ago. Right, right. Like it didn't I've, exist until 1500 years ago. Yeah, like I tell people all the time, you hear the word heart in the dictionary, you know, as a man thinking in his heart, so it shall be. Heart actually means in the Hebrew translation, subconscious mind. So as you think it in your exactly. subconscious mind, it shall be. Like you said, translation in the language is a really big. This is very important. So um, you say Jesus, but some say Yahshua. So mm -hmm. it's, 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 impor it's important that I just say that whatever it is that you believe in, I fully believe in you. I respect your point of view. And what I may believe may be a mystery. I know that there is a God. Right. That I do know. 
I know, I, I know I've been contacted. I'm here right now. The moment I decided I was gonna do this, five months later, I got an invite from the president of the United States to come to the White House. Talking so about the guy who was from the projects, family sold drugs. He did uh, six years in the federal penitentiary. He did two years in the state as a juvenile before that to a young adult. So before all of that, I, I have led a, I've led a life of just being a criminal, of being a young savage. Like for me to get a con, for me to get contacted from the president of the United States to get invited to the White House to work on the, uh, not only uh, our community but to work for Americans to be able to put forth a plan to help Americans. That's divine intervention. <laughs> Do you understand? Like there's no there's no plot. Like if. If I wrote my movie, if I wrote my life down and put it in a the movie, they would say cap. <laughs> they would just say cap. I don't believe yeah. it. But it's true. Can so, you stand on that? The uh, bill that you actually went up there to the presidency to go do? All right. So we went to promote the, um, the Second Chance Act. We're now 90, over 90,000 black and brown men and women are home from prison because of uh, Joe Biden and his as a. Uh, his 93 crime bill that was put in place by him, Chuck Schumer, and um, Bill Clinton. We also went back to work on the Urban Revitalization Coalition, which produced over, he, uh, Donald Trump allocated $100 billion to the URC, and the URC went into over 9,000 Black and Brown communities and revitalized them. I mean, they changed everything from the buildings to the roads, to the opportunities for Blacks to own businesses within their communities, and then get uh, an incentive on their taxes where they wouldn't pay taxes on their businesses for 30 years if they invested. So, um, and then aside from that, uh, there was an agenda we had with reparations, which currently, uh, once I am elected, I will be actually putting in motion. The federal government owns over 50% of the land. Now this isn't what, this isn't, this has nothing to do with the meeting that we had because the meeting that we had, people kept proposing that taxpayers pay for it. And I think that's stupid. It's ridiculous because that means that you guys, if you're the ancestors, if your ancestors were slaves, if you're descendants of slaves, that means you will be paying for your own reparations. That's stupid, right? So we're not gonna let Peter pay, uh, pay Paul. Uh, there are people that are alive right now that had nothing to do with slavery. They shouldn't be penalized either. And they shouldn't have to pay out for it either, even though we're forced to pay the uh, Jewish community for Holocaust, even though we're still forced to pay Japanese families for World War II. Mm -hmm. I, I will go against that too. And I will find other ways to make sure that we can actually help the individuals that need to be helped without taxpayers paying for it. Like going back in, putting the Keystone pipeline back into play. And then what the, the barrels of oil that we would sell to other nations, we could use money from that and we can use that to help other nations, that's fine. But taxpayers doing it is ridiculous. The federal government owns over 50% of the land in this nation. So reallocating this land from the federal government that shouldn't have land anyway, they're a federal government. They shouldn't own anything in, in the United States of America. The people are supposed to own it. So getting these resources and getting it back to, uh, to the people who are supposed to have it, who should have it, who are supposed to have it because Abraham Lincoln made it so and said that and said we were supposed to have it is important then going to the banks see these institutions no matter how many times they change their name they're still the same institutions that were funding these uh slave owners they're still they're still the same institutions that were giving these slave owners loans so they can go and procure slaves they were giving them loans so they can go and procure land to grow cotton and the banks made a ton of money so we can actually go back into the bank's coffers 
go into the beginning of how they got their money and how they started it. And we can force a lot of banks to fork up money and ownership to, to actual people who are descendants of slaves. So I don't want to hold the taxpayers accountable. I want to hold the people that have really benefited from slavery accountable. The federal government negated to do a lot of things for Blacks during um, the civil rights era. They were almost forced in pigeonholed because the whole world was watching. And even so, they created things like redlining and Black codes. And, and um, they did these things and implemented these things like the fake war on drugs, where the DEA can go and buy drugs from this person, lock him up, take his drugs, put his drugs in a, in a vault. Then they can take the drugs out this vault and then sell it to this person. This person then allocates these drugs to the community and they'll make a couple sales with the person and then they'll finally lock the person up. Meanwhile, they put these drugs in the community. They got money from this guy right here and the, and the DEA takes the money and then they put it back into their resources so they can continue to do the same racket. They're selling drugs. They're selling drugs. They're literally selling drugs and they're locking up poor individuals and setting up poor individuals. Now, I don't think that drug dealers should get an escape. I believe that if we give people a proper education, we wouldn't have people selling drugs. But the one thing I want to deal with is the tyrants that are in government that are using their, um, their capabilities and their resources to lock up Americans and to put Americans in prison so they can get slave, slave labor for them. Companies like MCI are having fiber optics made and they're paying people 10 cents a day in prison in order to actually manufacture these things. This is ridiculous. Corecraft, making glasses and soap and other things are paying hmm. people 10 cents a day. People are getting, people are lucky to get a dollar an hour in some prisons to, in order to do it. Like I'm dead serious. Like this, this, this what's happening in this country back. is ridiculous. Yes, yeah. yeah, there's yeah. people that go to jail and they be in there for a good 10 years. And I know they've been in there working in the kitchen for about seven of them. And they get out of jail and got $150. That's they pay. I have a hundred and they're saving that money. You don't, you don't make enough in prison to go to commissary, nope. to buy deodorant, to buy soap, to buy hygiene products. You don't make enough to do it. And your family is forced to, you know, give up resources and then you're paying Two, three dollars. I spent thirty thousand dollars on the phone in the first year and a half of my incarceration, calling home from Pennsylvania to New York. Thirty thousand dollars. That's when you start looking at the rappers and, and see that they got the pipeline going. You know, they yeah. made committing crime a good thing. It sounds catchy. Is you'll you'll be surprised that the music industry and the prison system have something in common. They invest in each other. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't have conscious rappers that get the same publicity as rappers who teach ignorance. Rappers who say, I hate women. I hate myself. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Right now on Instagram, I'm being censored. I have I have over 130. Right. I, I had 200,000 followers. It went to 150 to 140. Now we had 139,000. And right now in this room, even though I know there are hundreds of people in there, it's only showing that it is 39 people in the room. So I'm being censored because I tell the truth. Whereas a rapper can go on Instagram right now. Takashi 69 can go on Instagram right now. Go live with any rapper from Chicago and tell them, when I see you, I'm going to kill you. It's on site. Kill me when you see me. And they would have thousands of people in that room watching them exchange words of violence. This is a platform that you're not supposed to do this on. Yet this platform allows these people to do this every single day, every day. The music that is promoted out right now is music that is destroying our communities. Now, I'm all for the art form. I, I used to rap. I, I'm dope. 
I know what it is to, to say that it's like a movie, you can't take it in. But then there are people who don't just leave it on wax, who don't just use the, the art of battle rapping. They actually do these things in person. Yeah. You have, like I said, Takashi 69 who was going to Chicago, said, I'll put $30,000 on someone's head if they do something to somebody. Like, that's a literal threat that existed on Instagram that they never took down, that they never worried about actually holding him responsible for. There are other rappers who do the same thing. Yeah. Like, they go in there and they beef with each other every single day. There yeah. are guys in Chicago are not rappers. They go in there and they have maybe 30K, you know, relatively... Um, relatively large followings. Mm -hmm. And they go on there and they say stuff like, you know, when I see you, I'm smoking you, right? I'm smoking on this pack right here. I'm smoking yeah, on yeah. this Tuka. I'm smoking on this, that, and the third. And they're allowing these people to do this because they know they're going to put them in a prison. Yeah. yeah. And so many of them dying, like like when you just brought up uh, Chicago, on their local, see, it's not even about the celebrities all the time. Their local scene, they believe their celebrities on rapping. Yeah. So when they mention like, yo, uh, we beefing with this side, we smoking on him. When you catch us, because we local at these, uh, at the little gas stations or these shopping yeah. marts or wherever we post up at, they getting killed. You go, go through all the Chicago rappers that have been killed, you probably be watching for hours. And it's still happening. It ain't like it ain't like the music. I mean, the music. The devil to me got a hold on this music industry. Yeah, when it come to uh, come to killing people. When it come to uh, looking at our women like steaks and, and all they are like the uh, what's the Megan The Stallion just getting bucket naked. Like that's that's the the representation of our community. That's the, uh, that's the best rapper for us to just getting the majority of promotion is a girl that's just showing her butt. This yeah. is the this is what they're this is what they're presenting, trying to make it seem like this is all that we have to to offer. Yeah. Now, the thing that I find perplexing is if you go on YouTube and you put it in Chicago beef, if literally if we did it right now, it's gonna have some white liberal kid breaking down how all the beef started. Like it's gonna go from one person to the next person, and he knows all the business. How the hell did this white liberal kid who lives in suburbia know everything that's happening? But the FBI doesn't know what's happening and can't put a stop to it. That's first and foremost, right? So now we're not we're not even looking at the fact that there are people who they're putting their whole lives on social media mm -hmm. for, for us to be able to look at, break down. It's like a you know, it's like a movie for us to watch. And then these kids know that they have full YouTube videos of it, break everything down, but the federal government does absolutely nothing. They know exactly what's going on. Because if these kids know, they know. That's the one thing I do know. If the streets know, the feds know. Yeah. Okay, so and then yeah. when you have these rappers like a Meg Megan the Stallion and um and Part the sister Cardi B, B yeah. right? Whenever I see people, sweetie, getting in with McDonald's, yeah. whenever I see people getting into corporate mainstream media, what they're doing is they're signing a pact. Okay, and now if whether or not people out there believe in Satan or God or not, I'm gonna tell you this much: if the people that are in power, the people that are in power, your elected officials, if they're worshiping Satan, Seth, the devil. Lucifer, if they're doing satanic rituals, if if they're doing it for a reason, they know he exists. Yes. So if there is a devil, there has to be a God. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. There has to be a God. And I need people to open their eyes to this because a lot of people are running around here and acting as if Seth, Satan, Lucifer doesn't exist. But this is his greatest trick. His greatest trick is to make you believe he doesn't exist. I, I told Myra, um, I was talking to Myra King the other day and I told her I'm, I'm, I can't, you know, on my spiritual journey, I've learned that I can't accept a good deed if it's not the right thing. 
because the antithesis of the right thing is a good deed. I feel like that's something that the devil put out here to keep you off track from doing what you're supposed to do. Doing the right things means doing what you're supposed to do. Doing a good thing means you did it on the strength. I ain't, I want you to do it on the strength because you think it's the good. No, you know it's the right thing to do. You know right from wrong innately. There's a lot of things you know innately because like we talk about their subconscious mind. See, a lot of people not in tune with themselves and that's the problem. But you can't blame them with all the propaganda that's going on, like we just said. All the stuff they're hearing in the music and everything like that. Um, another thing I want to talk to you about, though, is um, that health journey that I know you're on. Because I know you're a holistic healer at one point, right? Or you're still active. I still, I still have. So if anyone that's watching this podcast right now, if you suffer from any kind of anaerobic disease, that means that diseases like HIV, cancer, uh, herpes, any of these anaerobic diseases, if you're looking for some sort of relief, there's protocols that are out there and I'm more than willing to help you. I am a very busy man. So if you text me at this number, when I give it to you now, if you text me at this number, if I don't respond within a day or two, don't, don't, don't become petulant, relax, give yourself time, be patient because I will reach out to you. When you contact me and you ask me for help, you don't have to tell me your name. You don't have to give me your, your information. I don't need any of that. But if you choose to, that's fine. But I will give you a protocol. I use 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide. Okay. And this is important. It can't be 12% from 35%. It has to be 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide. This is what I use as a protocol that I use. I often talk about it on my podcast and on other platforms. This is what I've used successfully to help a lot of people who suffer from anaerobic diseases. What does anaerobic mean to those that are watching that don't know? That means that these diseases, these viruses cannot survive in an oxygen-induced environment because the things that you eat not only are giving you a chemical imbalance, it's making your pH balance also acidic. We have to give your body the, the, the ability to be alkaline. Your body's supposed to be alkaline in nature, and this is how you fight off these diseases. Whenever you eat vitamin C, whenever you eat an orange, the vitamin C turns into hydrogen peroxide inside of your body. It's giving you oxygen. These things are giving you oxygen. Everything that's alive needs oxygen. Your body is the same thing. So when I induce this liquid oxygen into your body uh, through this protocol, what happens is your body will go through a detox. Your, uh, some, in some cases, your eyes can swell up. Don't be upset. You'll be squinting and you'll still be taking it because your skin is your largest organ. Your body has a lot of metal in it. A lot of us came up eating the cereal from, uh, from uh, Kellogg's and other companies, General Mills. Uh, these uh -huh. cereals have metals in them. And what your body does is your body can't process the metals and or break them down. So it forces the metals to go into fat reserves. A lot of you will be in the gym, you'll be working out and you'll be thinking to yourself like, why can't I lose this fat here? Or why can't I It's Because your body will not allow you to because your body has stored metals there. And if your body does allow the fat to burn off, then you can actually get cancer. You will cultivate cancer because of the metals in, in your body. So what this does is it forces a lot of these metals through your skin, which is your largest organ your, throughout your skin. The viruses that we deal with today, they exist within your stomach. They're not attaching themselves to, they make up something, they make it complicated, or oh, it's attached to your DNA, it's hiding in your spine. This is all garbage, this is trash. These things are inside of your stomach, okay? These things are festering inside of your stomach. This is where they live. This is the reason why when you have a lot of mucus, you're almost always sick and you're very unhealthy. You're not supposed to be able to go and then spit out a bunch of phlegm. You're unhealthy if you're able to do that. If you're taking, if you're doing that and you're, and you're, and you're having phlegm come up, you are sick. 
you're sick and you have to do something about it because the mucus inside your body is in, ex is in um, excess and you have to get rid of it. So a lot of these things that are festering inside of you are starting in your stomach. And what this does is it pushes a lot of these impurities from out of your butt and from out of your skin. And after a 20 day to 30 day protocol, a lot of these things that I did name, you will actually find yourself relieved from. I cannot say cure because legally I'll get sued for that. The, the government and the pharmaceutical companies have a monopoly on cures, even though they don't give you any cures for anything. They, they don't allow us uh, natural healers to actually say that we can cure you anything and I can treat you for something that I can tell you. And if you're out there and you feel like you're suffering or you just feel like life's not worth living, if you're depressed, I can assure you that brothers and sisters, I love you. This is not the end of anything. This is just the beginning. Some of you have to learn how to fight and I can show you how to fight and I can show you how to survive. So again, it is 35% food grade hydrogen peroxide and you can text me at 209-208-4001. I answer these things periodically. I go on my phone and I look at the sex messages every three to four days. Because I'm overwhelmed with a lot of work, this is the time that I have that I make time for, which is Sundays and sometimes Wednesdays, but definitely every Sunday I'm in there and I'm looking at that number and I'm looking at people who need help and I'm specifically targeting those people and I'm sending them the links. I don't charge for it. If you need me to talk you through it, to coach you through it, I have a BlackBerry Messenger Enterprise. Uh, you may have to order that. It's like $3 for the app. But it, what it does is it makes sure that your government isn't listening to what we're talking about. If you have a Google phone, a Samsung phone, everything that you say on it, every picture you take, every conversation you have, all of this is being compiled and sent to a fusion center. Mm. So if you're telling me you're sick, they're taking information and they're using it against you. OK, and even though Apple doesn't send things to the Fusion Center, I don't trust anything on Apple unless it's on FaceTime. And since a they're lot of people, to. they're about to. Yeah, so they're, they're about to. So since a lot of people um, are a, a little apprehensive about showing their faces, you can go to BlackBerry Enterprise. I will show you how to download the app. You will pay like three dollars a month for the app. But it, it makes your conversation between me and you is encrypted. If I screenshot anything the app will tell you I screenshotted it. So it's not like someone, you can be showing your face and then someone screenshots it because the app will inform you someone just took a screenshot of you. So it's the most secure app that I know of outside of Telegram. The reason why I don't give you guys my Telegram is because I use it for politics and I have thousands of followers already on there. And if you contact me on there, it's more than likely you're going to get drowned out by people who are putting stuff up there every single day. Even the president is on my Telegram. So a former president, Donald Trump. So if... If, if I'm seeing everything him and Sidney Powell and General Flynn is putting up and they're on my telegram, it's, you know, and Donald Trump Jr. and all these other people are on my telegram, I'm not going to really see you trying to reach out to me. So if you're trying to reach out to me again, you text me at 209-208-4001. Again, I don't charge. If you want to help, you want to donate to my platforms. If you want to donate to my campaign, it's appreciated. But I don't ask for any money when it comes to healing people. I don't feel like people who have the information and have the knowledge should be charging you a fee to actually give you the information. Information is free. Okay. Yeah. Speak on the, the jab real quick. Uh, what is the, what is, what will be coming in the near future? You, do you think they will have a, a jab mandate for, well, a passport for everybody in this country? Yeah, I believe that they're going to try to do that. I believe that's the pushy. All right. So there are orders that are happening right now and there's a good chance. There's still an 80% chance that Donald Trump could be reinstated because there's uh, election fraud. I mean, hundreds of thousands of votes have already showed and surfaced, and surfaced in Arizona, um, in Georgia, Pennsylvania. 
So if, if let's say worst case scenario, it doesn't happen, right? These people are trying to push all of their policies down our necks now because in 2022, they don't want us to have the right to vote to get them out of to get them out of office. So they're going to try to push all of these mandates and, and have people in fear. And they're specifically targeting targeting black and brown communities because unlike a lot of my Caucasian followers, my white followers that always seem to believe the government was okay. You know, they were on the up and up. They lived in this fantasy world. And now that they're they're now that they're woke. That now that they're truly awakened to what's going on, they realize it was all a lie. A lot of them are upset, but the majority of them lived and they were sleepwalking. But for a lot of us in our communities, we weren't. We knew about Tus the Tuskegee Institute. We knew about Agent Orange during um, World War II. We we were well aware of um, we well aware of everything that they've done to the black community. So the black community has never had an incentive to trust the government. They haven't fixed anything in our communities. In fact, they've destroyed our communities that built themselves. Look at Black Wall Street. Yes. So for us, we are just like, no, I'm cool. I'm black. I'm going to get through it. I done been through a hell of a bunch of shit already. I'm going to get through this shit too. I had COVID. I had very mild symptoms. I believe that I could be asymptomatic because my symptoms is different than others. But also, I live a very healthy lifestyle. Because I work out five days a week in the gym for hours and hours and hours because I eat an organic vegan lifestyle. I don't find myself sick like other people. It doesn't really happen that way for me. But I actually did have COVID. That means I have a natural immunity to it. That means people around me that did have it has a natural immunity to it. So what they're going to do is they're going to push this vaccine passport and mandate. How do we all do it? All of us got to get together and start saying no. Everybody got to start sitting down. Listen, whenever you see anything that's coming up in your community and people are protesting, get your asses up, go outside and join them. Mm -hmm. It's time because I'm telling you now, for those that are watching, your children's future is at stake. Okay? Everything that you got to do as a child, they will not have the ability to do. They're going to try to kill off this population so there's only 500 million people on this planet so they can control them. These people who are currently elected are following a group of individuals who are blue bloods. They're not true humans in nature. They don't see themselves as white, even though you may identify them as white people. They do not identify as white people. This is the reason why they're poisoning the population. This is the reason why they're not, they're not more white people are sticking this vaccine than black people. So it's not like they're trying to save white people and then and then you know and, and then not and then give it to black folks. They're targeting the population. But for those who are within this small group of individuals, they don't care about these things. They don't have vaccine passports. They're not taking vaccines because the the end goal is to remove this population that we have and have it to a rate where they can actually control the population. So be mindful of what's happening because it sounds scary, but the truth of the matter is. Nazi Germany didn't start with them just throwing people in gas chambers. It started with propaganda, with the tax, and, and making people believe that Jewish people somehow were the worst people. And then people went along with it. Good people changed from being good people to being horrible people and turned a blind eye. And evil exists with good people standing and do nothing. So if you see something happening in the community, go outside, make sure your voices is heard, and join the movements. Um, also, you did mention that you are running for, for for U.S. Senate. We want to congratulate you on that. Um, on that, that's a that's awesome. Um, it's not too many times you'll come across people. Um, Do you need to receive ground. a lot of donations? But, um, but but I want to ask something before you get get to that. Um, what are what are some uh, morals and values and just um, policies that you would like to bring to the table with with you know running for U.S. Senate? Like even like if you get in the seat. Well, I'm going to get in the seat. 
So that's my that's my mind state. Um, God forbid I don't. I have a contingency plan as well. I will be leaving this country. I will be taking as many people with me as, as possible. And I will be buying land in Africa and I will be building a nation there. This will be this will be what I would like to do. I don't know. If maybe I would stay here and continue to fight. But if it gets to the point where um, it's just not a winnable situation, I will go somewhere and try to build a nation so I can arm people, have people prepped and prepared, and we will just have our last stand. But um, assuming that I do win, I'm going to start holding these people accountable. All right. And then come 2028, I will be backing a presidential candidate that's going to go about putting these people in prison, holding military tribunals and actually executing a lot of these bad actors and not just dealing with those who are uh, domestic, but dealing with those who are abroad and globally as well. Um, once I am elected, what I would actually, the bills that I'm going to pass, not only would it be for reparations, but it would be if you're a first time nonviolent felon and you've been home for five years and you haven't been convicted of any new felonies, I don't care about misdemeanors, any new felonies, I'm removing the felony off of your record. This does not apply to rapists and murderers. And it doesn't, it's just not an easy process either. Once you, you're going to have, you're going to have to sign an agreement saying that you won't offend again. And if you're found guilty of any new felonies, if they offered you five years, you're going to end up doing five to eight years total, right? If, 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 I mean, uh, well, five, five to eight years added to your sentence. So you'll be, in, you'll end up getting 13 years if they offered you five years. So you can't just say, oh, I'm not a felony anymore. Now I'm going to go off and I'm going to jack off wreck and I'm going to just commit a new felony. No, you signed a contract with the state oh, and with the nation saying that you won't reoffend again and actually have a felony. And the moment that you do, we're going to double or sometimes triple the amount of time that, you, that you're going to get based on the contingency of the crime, the severity of the crime. Let's say if um, you rape a woman, you never raped a woman before, but now you raped a woman. It's a felony. You can get, they're offering you 10 years. You can, you can stand and sit there and think I'm going to be going for 18 years or 20 years because I got a chance and, and I squandered it when I had the opportunity. I want to give people the right to succeed in life. I don't want people not receiving housing because they're a felon. I don't want people unable to arm themselves and protect their homes and their children and their families because they're a felon. I want to give them a chance. But at the same time, I don't want them squandering that chance and thinking that somehow that it's just going to be Candyland from there because it's not. I know that um, in order for you to commit a felony, you have to have an intent to do so. You have to put drugs on your body and go outside and say, I'm going to sell these drugs. You have to go and harm someone, take your gun, put it on you and know you're going to use this gun because now you're legit. You have the legal right to do it. You have the legal right to bear arms. So if you go and take that and you enter into someone's house, shoot them, kill them so you can rob them, you deserve to be in jail for the rest of your natural life. It's important. And when it comes to schools, there are two things that I'm going to implement. Vocational training is one, which I find to be the most important. From mm -hmm. middle school to high school, our children will learn how to be auto mechanic technicians, do body repair. Our sisters, the same. They will learn how to build computers, build drones. They will learn building and coding. And they're going to start it from middle school to high school. We'll be doing food prep. We'll be doing uh, cosmetology. I want people coming out of high school prepared to start businesses. So parents are not paying a bunch of money to colleges so colleges can indoctrinate their children into being, into being retards 
I want them to come out and say, I can open up my own salon. I can open up my own grocery store. I can open up my own uh, computer warehouse. I can build my own computers and start my own computer business. I can build my own drone company and start my own drone company business. I can do billing and coding for Fortune 500 companies if you know if I needed to. I, or I'm billing for Fortune 500. I can do uh, billing and coding for dentists and for doctors. This, these are the things uh, I want for Bottomy to be taught in the schools. But that would probably be high school, not in middle school. In middle schools, there will be classes that would, you know, get you to that point to be prepared to put a needle in someone's arm. But in order to do that, I would rather them be in high school and be close to their senior year, maybe a year before they graduate, they can actually take the course and learn how to actually, you know, uh, give IVs and everything else. But from there, we will have um, programs that will teach people CPR, um, teach people about certain medicines. And I mean, you know, good medicines. Uh, and attached to that, I'm going to push to remove a Black History Month and put Black History in the school books. Every day when a kid picks up a book, there won't be a month to trivialize what we've, con or, you know, what we contribute to this nation. They'll learn that they have central air conditioning and heating because of a Black person. They have an oven because of a Black person. They have Washington, D.C. because of a Black person, Benjamin Banneker. They have a wall clock because of Benjamin Banneker. They have the Farmer's Almanac because of Benjamin Banneker. They're going to learn about great historians that fought for this nation, that, that helped change the landscape of this nation, and they're going to learn exactly who they are and how they helped. Hansen, one of the first uh, federal, federally recognized representatives of the colonies, because it wasn't the United States when Hansen was involved, but he gave silver and other resources to George Washington to fight off the Brits. So these are things that are going to be brought forth. These are things that are going to be taught to every single person in our nation. And when Black kids grow up learning how much involvement their ancestors had in this nation, they won't feel like, well, it ain't got nothing to do with me. I don't got nothing to do with it. Like, this nation don't love me. No, brothers and sisters, that's not the truth. You're being, you're being lied to. You've been programmed to believe that. But this is the truth. Your brothers, uh, your ancestors, actually help build this nation, if not build um, the majority of this nation for what it is right now. So that's important. And then for parents, a lot of parents feel uh, embarrassed because they may not know what the kid knows. They don't want to feel stupid in front of their kid. So they're like, I don't know, a ask your father or don't bother me with that now. Well, the parents will have the ability to learn online on the weekends from teachers who want to make tenure who will donate their time to teach the parents the curriculums that the children are learning. We'll have tutoring programs for parents so parents can actually get involved. And second, when we see children that have the opportunity to excel and we realize that things are going home and are going on at home that's hindering the child from actually progressing in school, instead of sending ACS, we're more likely to actually ask the parent to come in to receive counseling because a lot of these brothers and sisters they need positive reinforcement. A lot of them don't feel like they're adequate enough. A lot of them are dealing with personal issues that they need help with and they don't have anyone to talk to. So the guidance counselors that are sitting in the schools that are actually doing absolutely nothing all day are going to be very busy and earning their paychecks. Those are like the most important things. Aside from um, making sure that the government can't mandate you to take anything that's experimental, mm -hmm. you know, aside from uh, the reparations, like the main... My, that, that's my that's my Thanos glove right there, right? School mm -hmm. system, um, housing, which is they have a stipulation. If you're a mother and you're on Section Eight, you can't have someone living in your house. This is what they this is what they're presenting right now to us. I'm going to remove that stipulation. 
And if you are, if you're coming to us with a, an adequate business plan, we will allocate up to twenty to thirty thousand dollars to your small business. That way, you can pay your own rent and just pay us back what we gave you. There's no APR on it, so we don't. You don't have to put anything extra on it. Just give us back what we gave you. It could be a ten-year term period, depending on how much we gave you, to a twenty-year term period. We just want our money back, so we can put it back into the system to help other families who are going to receive the same help. So um, it's school system, is the housing situation, it's uh, reparations, it's uh, dealing with the government and holding these people accountable. And last but not least, I want to make sure that uh, I want to make sure that every single American understands that you don't have to care about how the race started for you. So I want to be a representative for all people. I want to show all people, no matter where you come from, you don't have to start out perfect. It matters how you choose to finish the race. So with me being in the Senate, I want to be, I don't want to be a role model. I want to be the light. I want to be the beacon. I want to be the way. I want to show people like, you can actually walk and change your life. You put your faith in a higher power. You give God the, the, the praise and you do the work. You know, you put yourself in position to take the hits, to take the stones. But if you come out, you're going to come out a champion. You're going to come out a warrior. So on top of everything, I want to remain the light. I want to remain the guy that's actually doing the work and showing people that um, it doesn't matter how you choose to start. It matters how you choose to finish. Do you think uh, overall, and we don't have to get too deep into it. I know we may have to get out of here. Um, the infrastructure bill. Um, do you think that's a scam? It's a scam. Why do you say that? Why do you think it's a scam? I ain't going to say why you think it's a scam. I mean, obviously, I mean, you may know, but let the viewers know. All right. None of the resources are actually going towards anything that's going to change the conditions of this nation. They're not going to change roads or none of They're just putting money in their pockets. These, these bills are the biggest Ponzi schemes in history, except they're not on Wall Street, so they can't get caught by the, um, by the, uh, the F, the, the F, the FC, whatever, the FCC. They can't get caught by the FCC, right? The Federal Trade Commission. They can't get caught by that. They can't get caught by you either because none of, nobody's reading these bills and no one is calling, like, if people by the thousands were calling their representatives and saying, we will, we will do you some dirty if you sign this bill, if these people felt the pressure on their necks, they would never sign it. They would never sign it. As a senator, I've told all of my followers and I'm telling everyone in New York State, the moment that I side with the New World Order, the Illuminati, the moment that I am not transparent, the moment that you see me taking money from foreign interests, I myself forfeit my life to you. If you see me, you should take it because I'm dangerous. That, that, it means that I'm, I'm one of the most dangerous men on the planet. This is the reason why I'm censored heavy, heavy. This is the reason why the platforms are scared to have me on is because I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And these people know it. They've, okay. they've come. They come with, with you. They come to you say, look, man, we got, we got. They, they try. Listen to me. They've tried. They've come to me. Listen, last year, they offered me millions of dollars to stop running. I didn't stop running. Mm. All right. They, they tried this time around. They removed my Patreon. They tried to punish me for not doing it. The moment that I am compromised and you can actually prove it, and I can't argue, I can't say that's a lie and I can't show it. Mm. You need to go ahead and handle that because it's just dangerous. And I'm, 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 I thank God that there isn't a guy like me that's on the left that has a story that has a genuine story that I have because 
if they chose to use me, if I was able to be used, it would just be, it would be gloomy for America. So the moment that I'm compromised, you need to go, you need to go fly that cap. And personally, that's how I feel about a lot of people who put themselves in position to be politicians and their underlining goal is to destroy this nation and steal from you. If they're stealing from you, they're going to steal from your children. If they're going to keep you poor and ruin your lives, they should have no right to be around you and be free around you. They should have no right to fly and travel all over the place and eat expensive places and feel like somehow that they're better than you. They're stealing from you in order to do it. Are there any politicians that you think are solid besides, you know, Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr.? Or do you do you think there's good people with good good tendencies with, pol with, with policies? Yeah, Jim Jordan to me is, is, is a decent guy. I would like to believe he is. Uh, Matt Gates is going through something, but I would like to believe that Matt Gates is a good guy. Um, there are other people too. I just don't know their names off the top of my head. But for me, I tell people on my programs, you need to watch both sides because they're two dirty wings in the same dirty, dirty bird. Mm. And, and, and I believe that wholeheartedly from running in New York City and seeing what the GOP did there, did, did there to me. I have the largest social media following. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in the community. I'm talking about giving children back to school, supplies, clothing, hundreds of pairs of sneakers and coats and feeding the homeless and the veterans and traveling all around the city doing everything I could do. They totally ignored me. They didn't want a black man representing his community and they didn't want somebody there that they couldn't control. Someone that they pushed raised $11 million and did absolutely nothing for the city, no communities whatsoever. And he paid a bunch of people behind closed doors. So they gave him the endorsement so they can raise money. So listen to everybody watching, don't take anything for, for face value. Don't even take what I'm saying for face value. Go vet me too. Go do the research on everybody. Mm -hmm. Question everything into, and unless you're like one of my day one followers and you just know how real it is. But question everything. Like, I mean, from the very beginning, question everything. Don't leave anything up for chance. Be sound in your judgment. If you're not prepared to stand by this person and say, I agree and I believe in this person, don't believe in them. Don't question everything that they're saying. Don't just go ahead and go with the flow. People be the flow create the flow, make people bend to your flow. And if they're not doing the right things, if they're not, if they're not doing the right things and saying the right things, question it. If they're saying the right things and they're not doing the right things, question it. Use your deductive reasoning skills. Ask why people are so fixated on getting this or getting that. And then they're not actually in the communities and doing anything to help anyone but themselves. Question everything. Don't leave anything up to chance because when you do that, you do that to your children. And the one thing we shouldn't do is leave anything to chance for our kids. Sir, you sound like you're really trying to do a lot of things, but why on earth would they let you in the Senate? Because, I mean, you're doing a lot. You're doing well, they can't let me do anything. I'm going to take it. Everything. I'm from Brooklyn. Hold on. You said the presidency you felt was rigged, right? It was rigged. So now this so is- would they let a guy like you- All right, now, hear me out, King. Listen, okay. they got caught. You can't do the same thing twice, right? The Dominion machines can't do the same thing twice. In New York, we got paper ballots. Mm -hmm. So we raise enough. If, if, I raise, if, if I raise $5 million during this election, I defeat anybody that anybody's running against me. It doesn't matter who they are. If, if Chuck Schumer gets primary by AOC and AOC beats him, I still beat AOC at the end of the day too. New York State is not just New York City. New York State is New York State. It's a very large, large area in this country. And uh, the majority of New York state is conservative. All right. And they're going to come out in drones. I have, I mean, so much support in my state. It's ridiculous. 
So raising five, six million dollars, I win this. And then I have the, the ability to put people in polling stations to watch and to monitor. I have people there to count to make sure that they're not still in ballots, that they're not doing anything fraudulent. So it doesn't matter what they want to do. Mm. This is the reason why I'm being censored. They don't want me to raise the money. They don't want me reaching my target audience. Right now, it tells me again, it's 39 people, 40 people sitting in my live right now. But when I get out, it's going to tell me 1,400 people were in your live. You know, when you close out your live on Instagram, it says how many people were there? Yeah. When I get out, it's going to say 1,400 people were in there. So there's hundreds of people watching right now. They just make sure that people don't see it. I used to post a picture of myself. I would get 5,000 likes, 2,000 likes. Now I post it. I'm lucky if I get 500 likes on it. They don't show the content. They don't want me reaching my audience. They're doing everything they can do to hinder what it is that we have going on. But it won't stop because I'm going to be heavy in these streets. See, what happens is when we see that they're doing this with cyberspace, we get organic. We get in the trenches, we get mud on our shoes and we walk amongst the people. And what we're gonna do come September, October, all the way to next November, is something that no other candidates are gonna be able to do. I can go in every community. I can go in the Democrat communities. I can go in the Antifa, the Black Lives Matter communities. I can go in all conservative communities. I'm gonna be everywhere. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be shorts on ass cheeks, okay? I'm gonna be shirts on backs. I'm gonna be everywhere. Everyone can't go and they can't. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there and I'm going to make sure that I'm heard. I'm not going to just start with, oh, pushing on social media. I'm going to be everywhere that I need to be. And I'm going to be diligent. Listen, if I lose this, at the end of the day, I lost last year. They cheated me. I still ran as a writing candidate. I had my hell up. I held my head up high. I made history last year. We had the first uh, congressional candidate to run as a write-in to raise over $140,000 through grassroots. I put two million of my own dollars in that race last year and didn't ask for no money back. Didn't put anything in the file and saying, give me this money back. When someone needed cash, when COVID, when they did the pandemic and people couldn't pay their rents, we were paying their rents. We were feeding um, people in uh, nursing homes, feeding the staff in hotels. I'm talking about I had chefs cooking food every day to feed a group of people everywhere. And I was putting them in Ubers here and there and everywhere. I did everything I could do and I did it out of pocket. If we gotta do it this year, we're gonna do it this year too. And for me, the reward is gonna come from the fight. You know, doing something that people said I couldn't do, I'm doing it. They said, but you can't run for Congress, I did that. They said, you can't run for that, I'm doing that too. There's nothing that I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna put my mind to. And again, come 2028, I will be backing somebody and putting everything I can in that somebody once I win this election to make sure that the president that we have in this nation is going to hold these people accountable. He's going to rally all of the American people together. He's going to prepare them for war with whoever we got to go to. We will build military installations off of, off of our, um, off of our, off of our continent. We will start building our own islands. We will start uh, tra transforming our military, making it stronger again. And we will make sure that no other nation and no puppet governments Will ever interfere with this country again. We're going to be strong. We're going to be intelligent. We're going to be steadfast. Most importantly, we're going to be prepared. When you are ready, you never have to get ready. So these are my plans. These are my plans, period. And I'm going to let people know, if I'm elected, come 2028, your president that you will have that I'm going to be backing is going to be talking like I'm talking. Or well, I'm not backing them. Okay. That's uh, love. Yeah. Um, before we get out of here now, with your, like I said, with your health and your everything like that. So say you got a lady coming through or whatnot. What is you fixing up for dinner if you eating vegan? What would the vegan deal looking like? What the dish um, if It depends. I mean, I can make some, some, some pasta made from chickpeas. It's always good. Women love pasta. They love pasta. Are you if single? 
get some organic. I'm single. You get some organic vegan bread, but I, I am dating and I am I am dating. So but, but I'm single. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> so all the ladies out there donate. Okay. <laughs> all right. Be with a Senate. There you go. I mean, look, um, and on top of everything like that, like I said, man, I appreciate your message and everything you do. Um, like I said, I was obviously I got kicked on with you when you um did a panel with Angela Stan and Bill Farrow and everything. And I was like, wow, I like what he's talking about. And then I started watching you when you was first running for Senate last year and you were talking about, you know, going against AOC and how she's running a global a broad type of agenda where you're trying to run, like you said, a backyard domestic type of agenda where you're more focused on the things here right now versus we'll get to everything else later. Right now, I need to get this straight and we'll get to all of that later. That was something I could understand. And then as I start watching you and paying attention to it, I'm like, okay, this dude is actually out here giving guidance, you know, and you're actually helping the people. So applaud you for that, you know, and a lot of people, like you said, you're investing, you're doing the best you can. And you're trying to help people do that. That's stuff that they need to know about. And they need to know your struggle. Know that you've done that time. Know that you've been in the streets. So what I'm running for Senate, I've already been there and done that. This is where I'm at now. That's some people need to see. For you to respect, you know, even not even have a specific name or put it on anything, but you let people know in effect, it's a high power out here and you better be working for it. And no matter who I believe in, we'll all be judged when we die. And you're giving some for people to believe in. Facts. You know what I mean? That people, oh, I can do this. He's doing it. I can do it instead of just being, well, not saying anything's wrong with it. A, a rapper or a, a drug dealer or, yeah, or, a drug dealer or a basketball player or a football yeah. player. Exactly. Yeah, like, you know, the they want to hear about policy from a guy that dribble a ball and shoot it through a metal hoop. Right. <laughs> yeah, we don't like we don't want to do it because in a lot of cases, these people that they put in position, they're racist anyway. Uh, like, yeah. like, all right, how can LeBron be racist? He know what they're doing to black people. He don't care when someone allows when someone allows themselves to be a tool for mm. racist and for racism. They're mm. worse than the racists that are sending them mm. because they're willing participants. Mm. Uh, McDonald's. In China, when when the pandemic first hit, McDonald's wasn't even letting black people into their restaurants to buy burgers because the Chinese people were saying that it was black people that brought COVID to China. I don't know if a lot of people even know that. Right, right. They were they were banning people from going into China. Was closing up their their um people's homes, boarding them in their right. homes, forcing them to die and starve to death. LeBron James still knows that. Yeah, LeBron James still still collects money from China, still endorses China, still gets money from McDonald's. He's sitting there. He done the movie. Um, Space uh, Jam. Uh, uh, what's what's the name of the movie again? Space Jam. Space Jam. Now I have nothing against Bugs Bunny, right? But he was racist. His old cartoons. He was racist. He was doing racist things. One little, two little, three little engines. He was killing um, 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 Native Americans. He had black people with big orange lips in his cartoons. He was racist. They went after Pepe Le Pew and said he presented a rape culture. But they allow Bugs to, to continue to rock because he's their moneymaker. So LeBron James went after Pepe Le Pew, but didn't, but didn't um, say, well, I can't do this movie because Bugs Bunny had a bunch of black folks in his cartoons and, and he was basically showing them as big lip monkeys. Like that's the character that they gave him. So these people are horrible. And for the, I would blame the cartoonists. No, I do too. Listen, that's why I said I'm not against, listen. I'm not against Looney Tunes. I'm not, Ken. Because yeah, uh, Mickey Mouse, yeah, I'm not against, hey, he did a lot I'm of not, stuff. I'm not, I'm not against Looney Tunes. I'm against the companies that put it out there. Right. I'm against the fakeness. So you can't say in one breath, you're against Pepe Le Pew, right. and you want to get rid of him, but you're still rocking with Bugs Bunny. See, mm -hmm. that's the problem. That's a contradiction. 
You should have just left Pepe Le Pew alone. I like right. If you're going to be for the cause, be for the cause all the way across the board. If you're going to yeah. be for the cause, yeah. yeah no you're, gonna be for the cause or you're not going to fake it. If that's the case, you just, just you should just left Pepe Le Pew alone. That was like one of my favorite guys. I thought it was hilarious. He was chasing the cat and get it. The cat is the pussy. <laughs> so I thought it was hilarious. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot, man. It's a lot when it comes to that. I mean, we could get into that and that's be a whole nother hour conversation talking about, you know, the companies that control everything like that and all of that stuff. That's just a whole Avatar, other sector. You know? Yeah, even the same thing with Avatar. Even the the one with the blue Avatar and the Chinese version Avatar with the dang online on the Airbender or whatever the case may be. All of it. That's why I said they all have their own agendas, man. Well, Uh, at the border, can you give us anything on the border? Yeah. So that's done on purpose. All right. It's done on purpose. They got to let people come across the border who are sick, who is getting people sick. This is where this whole BS uh, variant came from. The variant came from the vaccines. Vax, people who have vaccines are shedding uh, and they're shedding this and getting other people sick. This is all this is all designed. <laughs> the whole border shit is a distraction. So people on the right can argue with people on the left and try to keep you guys mind effed out there. Hey, um, we don't want illegals coming in. There's no black people in this country that can break federal crimes or that can break federal laws and not be held accountable for it. Nobody else should be able to break any federal laws and not be accountable accountable for it. All of these things are happening on purpose. They're trying to open up the nation because, like I said, they want a one world government. They want to dissolve our sovereignty. They want to destroy our country, our way of life. And hey, if you're out there and you are legally able to possess a firearm, you're free. Don't let anybody take you away your freedom. You always fight for it. If we if a civil war starts, you don't have the right to buy a firearm. Guess what? You'll have the right when the civil war starts because it won't even matter about what they're talking about. No one's going to ask you where you get your gun from. If you're fighting on the right side of freedom, you're a brother to me, you're a patriot to me, and I hope to God that when it's all said and done, you're standing up and you're fighting for this country. The border is a joke. The whole shit is designed. It's playing this theater. It's theater so they can destroy this nation and remove your freedoms. Mm. Be aware of what's happening. Now, what do you think? Um, well, well, I ain't gonna say what do you think outside of fighting back? Is there anything specific that we the people can do to try to fend that off? Stock up on uh non perishable items, okay. find ways to start growing your own foods in, in your yards and everything else. If they tell you you can't have chickens where you are, F them, start raising your own chickens if you have to have meat. Right. Make sure that they're eating good and fresh. Start growing your own corn. Put a greenhouse in your backyard. It costs you relatively up to nothing. You know, to start your own greenhouses. But start trying to grow your own food and your own resources. Stop depending on these people and be prepared to sit down. Right now in France, all of the doctors, the nurses, lawyers, police officers, fire department, everybody's sitting down and they're all marching together. Soon we might have to do the same thing here. You might have to go a couple of days with only eating once a day. It's fine. It's cool. And even though I told you guys, listen, I want to read, I want to, I'm single. That means I'm not married. doesn't mean that I don't have anybody that I might be dealing with or that I might not love. All right? Just letting y'all know that I got to make sure that I put that out there, too. I got to keep everybody <laughs> yeah. As you should. She texted you and told you, hey, make sure you get it right now. Nah, hey. nah, nah, nah. Nobody text me, King. Nobody text me. with you, man. Um, um, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, this was great, man. Thanks. And um, again, thank you for your time. Um, do you I, got any events yeah. coming up or anything like that that people need um, to know about that we can be looking forward to? It's March for Children, September 1st, in front of the UN in New York City. I don't really know if I'm going to be able to make it still yet. There's a lot that comes with that. I get a lot of death threats on my life. Consequently, it's not easy for me to move around without having adequate um, security now at this point in my life. So I have to make sure that I have everything in place. Um, I got to know where I'm walking from, where I'm walking to. 
uh, but I'm still trying to move around and do things. I have the Hotep Jesus podcast that I'll be doing on Friday, this Friday coming up. Um, there's a couple other podcasts too that I'll be doing, but most importantly, everybody out there watching, you're on Twisted Youngins podcast. Everybody on my Instagram, you're, you're hearing the Twisted Youngins podcast right now. You're going to be putting these links up. I'm going to be putting clips up from this interview. I need everybody to go and support this podcast because today this is what we're doing. So what I'm doing is right now, I'm on the Twisted Youngins podcast. Uh, it was an honor to be here to talk to such great young minds that are doing a lot, you know, especially we having to make sure that their voices are heard and doing something about it, at least with just that much. Yes, um, if you are a supporter of mine, make sure you support them. It's very imperative that you do it. And I look forward to working with them in the future so we can go to the east side of their hood and their areas so I can give out- We're going to do a tour, not just one spot. We're going to do, do a tour. We're going to do a tour, so I can go, yeah. so I can go to, but I can go, we can start it in their area and in their, in their hood. So I can go there, <laughs> give people some free pizza and haircuts and start giving them that game. You understand? Yeah, that's what we need. That's what we need. That's what we need. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Um, appreciate that. I appreciate you, man. I'm gonna let you get out of here. We'll stay in touch. I'll keep you updated and everything, man. Have a blessed day and uh keep doing what you do, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you both, man. Thank, Thank you. you. Absolutely, man. Take it easy, brother. Stay up and eat.